Jody, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do with Princess Parties and then also kind of touch on how you got started. Can do. Um, basically, we go to people's houses and mm -hmm. we are different characters as seen for my dresses here. Yeah. Um, we do different games with the kids, uh, we sing to the children, uh, and then we have bigger ticket items. We have glitter tattoos or crafts or things like that. And I did actually bring a couple things if I'm allowed to show oh, them. Yeah, of course. So one of the games, uh, it would come in a bag like this or in a basket Shiny. like this. I know, right? It's part of my collection. Uh, and one of the games is a search and find game. So depending on which character you would end up picking, you would have to go look for things like this cool. or things like this or these, or those, or these, so lots of different things. That's one of the games that we play. Um, so what we would be like a search and... How, how a search and find. Yeah. So I tell the children, uh, I use whatever room I have, I never know what I'm getting into. Sometimes I can get them to sit on the stairs, sometimes I make them smell the wall. <laughs> and they're like, oh, what? And I'm like, yeah, how's that wall smell? <laughs> And they do, and I have the parents help keep them occupied, and as I'm hiding things, I'm like, you guys better not be peeking. And then I come back over and explain the game, and rule number one is no running. I make them repeat this with me. Rule number two is they can only find one item at a time, as I want to make sure everybody who's there, sometimes we have 15 kids, everybody gets a chance to find something and come and put it back in either the basket or the bag. Uh, the bigger ticket items, the glitter tattoos are very self-explanatory. Uh, makeup also self-explanatory. And then sometimes we get to make crafts. Oh, cool. So and each kid actually makes one. Yeah, uh, cool. I hand make every single one of them and they are a fridge magnet at the end. And when the kids get them, they look like this. Oh, wow. And everything is numbered. And generally, we kind of go through it together so that the kids are learning their numbers. It's not just fun, it's a little bit educational as well. Um, and I have a newer game. I love you. I know, where I've made puzzles. And again, it works the same as the search and find game. When I arrived to the party... It was a wonderful woman. I know, it is a wonderful woman, isn't it? So when I arrived to the party, all of these are already taken oh, off. Cool. These get hidden, and as the kids find them, they're all different colors on the back, and they all match all the different colors on the board. So they have to match up the shapes, mm -hmm. they have to match up the colors, and you can really see the kids doing it. Yeah. Uh, they'll bring it and they kind of, they look at this and they look at the color and they're like, oh, where does this one go? I bet you, I said, I bet you it goes right here. And, they're, and they look at it and then they put it in the right spot. Mm -hmm. They're very, very smart and I, I can see them thinking on this one. And then at the end, we all hold it up and say, ta-da, we did it. <laughs> and they love that. So You put in a lot of work ahead of time. I have. This is just one of the boards. Uh, because we offer about 17 characters, mm -hmm. this is just one of them. Yeah. Um, and I don't have one for everybody yet, but uh, I'm working on them. They take a lot of time like to make. They're not the fastest thing, and they take a lot of layers of Mod Podge, yeah, let me tell cool. you. So you've got 17 characters. Yeah, 17 characters that... Yeah. Uh, How many did you start with? Three. Three? Three, three. characters and all the way up to 17. They were awful. <laughs> uh, I didn't wear makeup. Mm -hmm. I thought I was pretty enough. But looking <laughs> back... Yeah, <laughs> looking back at the photos, not quite as... Uh, when, when you're a princess, you, you, your eyes need to pop. Your lips need to pop. Um, yes, I have a very fun personality, and the kids still appreciated that anyways. But, very uh, modest. 
Thank you. <laughs> um, but we always had fun. But looking back, I was like, no, this doesn't look quite right. And I knew I always wanted it to grow a little bit, but I never imagined it was going to go where it has. Mm -hmm. And my very talented Alicia La Fantasia, is that how I say her last name? I think that's a party. I think that's La Fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, my, uh, my very talented seamstress, she, uh, a longtime friend, comes to me. She's like, Jody, your costumes are awful. I'm like, I know. She's like, let me, re let me redo them. I said, Alicia, this is going to cost so much. She's like, no, 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 we can do this. I'm like, yeah. okay, all right, we can, we, let's start mm -hmm. with a couple and see how this goes. It was the best thing that she ever convinced me to do. She has made almost every single costume mm -hmm. now. We're including working, these two, right? including yeah. these two, yes. Um, we've That's actually amazing. made a second one of this. Yeah. And uh, we are working on a second one of this. Um, That's awesome. The only part she did not do is the embroidery. That actually goes out to Twitches and Stitches. Yeah. They were amazing. They ended up pulling that out literally hours before we needed it the next day. <laughs> uh, we had a photo shoot to do and the whole dress was like ready to go except for that part and uh, they made it happen. They were amazing. So mm -hmm. thank you Twitches and Stitches. You guys are awesome. Yeah. And thank you Alicia because mm -hmm. she also pulls things together <laughs> very, very last minute sometimes. Uh, there was a gig once where she literally was piecing me into uh, one of the dresses so that I could wear it to the job within the hour. Wow. Yeah, she's amazing. I don't know where I'd be without her. I'm not sure if the camera can pick up, but the detail in this is incredible. Yes. She uh, picks incredible. really, really good fabrics. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we go to the shop and it's just, it's overwhelming to see how much stuff is there, but we spend hours picking, okay, yeah, this is, no, this isn't the one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this one looks better. And then she comes up with these beautiful dresses and <laughs> I'm forever grateful. That's awesome. So if people yeah. want to find you, Jody, or book a party, how would they go about doing that? Uh, we have a Facebook page. <clears throat> yeah. We do have a web page. I don't believe my web page is live. I've just kind of, that was, that was the, the pitfall of my, my company. We kind of made one, but we didn't take it to mm -hmm. the level we probably should have. But yeah. it does exist. Yeah. Uh, it's a Wix. Yeah. A Wix one. Uh, but Facebook is the easiest way. Uh, and the best way, every time we do a gig, including the birthday parties, whoever we are, the kids get to have an autograph card. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And all of the information is always on the back. Yeah. The kids love them. Um, I have had parents report back to me that kids bring them to the breakfast, lunch, and dinner table. <laughs> I have had parents report to me, and I have physically seen it when I have gone back and yeah. done a second party. And unfortunately, Joey, I'm going to have to stop you right there. No but worries. We'll be back to, to finish that off. And thank you very much. We'll go to a break now. Bye. Brought to you by Rogers Anyplace TV. Enjoy exclusive content for free. Visit RogersAnyplaceTV.com. Lion City Bingo is on the move. We're going to go to Thursday, our next game. Yes, but still at 8 o'clock. Same prize board, lots of humor, only on Rogers TV. I'm strictly legit. You're funny. You're really something. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Oh my goodness! What a fight! David out on the GBA, but the rest of the team's gonna be in three! You lied to me! Didn't see that coming, did you? Touche. 
until you're in. Yeah, I'd say that. Treaty in Cree is Naskumetoen, an oral agreement. And our agreements were always spoken. For George Spence, the core of treaty was Wichihioen, to help one another. And so we, the commissioners. He was there for the making of Treaty 9, where the Cree were told. We will honor this agreement together for as long as the sun shines and the waters flow. The Cree made their mark because they were assured that the land would be shared and they would always be able to harvest what they needed. George Spence was my great-grandfather. In his life, he saw many promises of the treaty go unfulfilled. Treaties were essential to the creation of Canada. First Nations still fight for the agreements to be honored. Welcome back. Um, we're joined by Jody Nagy and Bernie Martin. Um, Bernie, do you want us to welcome back? By the way, yeah, yes. yeah, welcome back. The yeah, show. yeah, beautiful mustache. Yeah. Back sure. yeah, you made a good impression, man. Now we give you a second chance. Yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> do you want to? Last time you shared us shared with us some social media tips. Do you want to talk a bit, little bit about what what's new in the world of social media and what people can try to do to improve their social media game? I would love to. Oh, thank you. Um, it's, uh, social media is awesome in terms of constantly changing. Mm -hmm. So the game is changing every week. Every week there's new features and different platforms. There are hundreds of social media platforms. Most people just know the Snapchats, the Facebook, the Instagrams, the Twitter. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be interesting to see over the next few years where some of those go. Mm -hmm. um, some of those, I think, are going to start fading if they don't start innovating. And that's what's happening is... Some of the bigger platforms are innovating, and then it, uh, the next one has to up their game, or they'll mm -hmm. just get bought out, or yeah. no one will go there. But Instagram is awesome right now. <clears throat> and there's a strategy that if you have a, a business or trying to grow your Instagram account, you should be applying. And it is the, the $1.80 strategy. <clears throat> so if you've heard of the term um, giving your two cents, this strategy is, it's not about any money, but it's giving your two cents 90 times a day. So you're like, well, that's crazy. <laughs> but <clears throat> it's fairly easy. So you go to your phone. You're on your phone all the time anyway. Yeah. You open up Instagram. You go to the search. <coughs> and you're going to search a hashtag. So whatever industry you're in, uh, you can search um, your top hashtag, 10 hashtags for your industry. So mm -hmm. pick one. Um, let's say it's craft beer hashtag craft beer and look at the top it'll show you the top nine posts for that hashtag mm -hmm. and if it's relevant to your industry go into it and give your two cents on that post give your two cents on that whatever they wrote mm -hmm. go to the next one give your two cents go to the next one give your two cents like these photos then go to your next hashtag do the exact same thing and do that for 10 hashtags uh, every day therefore and then you're giving your dollar eighty every day and it's all about growing and giving value so we might give your two cents is actually comment on those photos exactly so it, it can be uh, it, it can be as simple as hey I love your post but if you give if it's something more genuine uh, you're going to get a lot more engagement back 
and you'll, you'll get more of a following. And because you're searching hashtags that are relevant to growing your business, mm -hmm. you're getting relevant engagement, um, which is, I have seen a few people implementing this strategy over the last week, and it's, it's been incredible how, what it's done for the business. That's awesome. So I mean, I mean, typically, if you see somebody, I know for like our account, you see somebody follow or comment on something, like the automatic response is to then go check what out, check them out, and see what they've got going on, and then follow them back mm -hmm. and work that. So I could see how that would that would work. And it seems like a lot when you first said it, like yes. yeah, <laughs> but ninety times. But I guess if you, throughout the whole day, the amount of times that you're yeah, sitting something. on your phone or something. I think just, it sounded genius. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm learning as yeah. I'm sitting here. And uh, yeah, people are on their phone all the time. But I, I did love what you said earlier about I don't really have a website. I don't really use it. <clears throat> it's funny. I was um, working on one of my brand influencer accounts this morning and trying to bring in, because when you have uh, an account, you can start, um, there's affiliate programs that you can sell. So what it is is I could sell your program if you had one, and I would get a commission on it. And you can sign up for these. And I was signing up for one this morning, and I got declined. And it was because my website didn't get enough traffic. But most people are selling through social media now mm -hmm. and stuff. So there's, there's some of these old affiliate programs that aren't quite understanding the value of brand influencers, uh, mm -hmm. which is going to be one of the biggest forms of advertising you're going to see in the next three to five years, as big brands are going to go to people that have a following on something and mm -hmm. give them tons of money to give shout outs because they have that audience. Showcase products, yes. showcase services. <laughs> Like the yeah. Millennial Network Group. Like the Millennial Network <laughs> Group. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's where the eyeballs are, and everybody's looking at their phones. And that's where... Um, so going back to the $1.80 is how do you stand out in... Everyone's got a social media Instagram account about food or, or dogs or whatever, but it's how do you stand out, and that's that $1.80 and giving value to people instead of expecting value from them. Mm -hmm. And post should be, post something that is entertaining. People like that stuff. Post <laughs> something that people can yeah. uh, learn yeah. something and post something that's relevant to your audience. So people can be like, uh, like I was talking to you earlier, I posted a picture of my two dogs in a tub. I was giving them a bath because the one rolled in horse poop. Yeah. And Again. <laughs> I got a ridiculous amount of interaction with mm -hmm. it. And it was because everyone was like, they can relate to that with their dog. Yeah. Like their, everyone's dog has rolled in some rolled kind in of, it. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so your posts be relatable to people, um, spark some emotion in them, mm -hmm. and you'll get a, a good interaction. That's awesome. When I first heard about the $1.80 rule, I was like, what? Now Instagram wants us to pay a dollar eighty every single day for advertising. Like this is crazy. You can do that too, uh, but there is when it comes to social media, you can. Uh, some people are like, well, I don't have time to do that. Then you can do uh, advertising. You can spend the money to reach people if you want. But a lot of people have the time, and they but they just don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is a great great way to. Yeah. Do sometimes people have posts on Instagram that's already like preloaded where something will pop up and automatically it's going to post? Because we've had comments before on our posts where it didn't actually make any sense at all. It was like, hey, great post, or hey, that's awesome, but like 
that awesome thing wasn't relevant at all and it was kind of like a bad thing? Yes, so there are <coughs> hundreds, <laughs> yeah. thousands of third-party softwares that work with uh, different social media platforms and it, so something like that, it probably is triggering that comment every time mm -hmm. someone hashtags this. Mm -hmm. So it's okay. very spammy. Um, there's a lot of people that, that do this to try to, they don't have the time for it. So they set up these, these softwares to trigger things when something happens on any account. Hmm. And um, it, when you go through, when you're doing your $1.80, you're going to go through those hashtags, <clears throat> and you've got a hashtag of um, coffee. You're probably going to see some of the same posts on maybe all nine of those. Unfortunately, we're going to have to stop you there, Bernie, but when we get back, we'll definitely come back to that. <coughs> Enjoy your break, and we'll be back shortly. Tuesday at 7, Chef D takes you from the farm to the table with delicious meals made from locally sourced ingredients. At Home with Chef D, Tuesdays at 7 on Rogers TV. It's time to lace up and join together in a nationwide skating party. Come on out Sunday, December 10th for Canada 150 Skating Day. Log on now to find a skating day event in your community. From coast to coast, all across Canada, there's something very special going on. It's time to show your support. Time to spread the word. Time to demonstrate your commitment to safe and sober driving. Join thousands of Canadians and tie a ribbon on something or someone you love. And take the time to have a real conversation about impaired driving. Mad Project Red Ribbon. Tie it. Wear it. Show it. Share it. Live it. Find out more at mad.ca. And so, this organ, which I regret I cannot name, because of the presence of these members of the weaker sex, who, although they are married, could not possibly endure... <laughs> Get them out. This is Ginny. Patience. Get them out! Dr. McFarlane! Mrs. Trout. There's no place for women in a medical school. Yeah. Get them out! You do not bring this classroom under control. I am going to repeat every word of this disgusting lecture to your charming wife. My friend Jenny Trout was not the only woman to face this kind of thing in medical school. But she would become the first woman licensed to practice medicine in Canada. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed your break. We're not back I, I, yet. We're not back yet? No? Yeah. I think we are. I think we are. How's your cookie? <coughs> it's good. Um, now we're going to head to uh, another segment of Think Beer with Tiffany at The Sociable here in Brantford. Tiffany's here from The Traveling Pint, and we're back for another segment of Think Beer. Today, what I'm going to do with you guys is I'm going to walk you through a checklist of a way to put beer in order to have a proper tasting. 
and this is kind of exciting. So I have a checklist to reference in this awesome book by Mirella Amato, and she's a Cicerone, and she's Canadian, and she's a lady. And I absolutely love this book, and she's got a great checklist that I'm gonna go through today and help you guys arrange these beers in the proper order to drink. So one reason why this is important is you don't want to start with kind of a stronger, darker beer because there's a chance it's going to ruin the rest of the beers that you taste in order. So we always kind of want to go from the lightest to the darkest, but there's a few more things that we're going to mix in there today. So if I refer to the checklist, the first thing it says, so a lager will generally be less intense than an ale, and we're going to start by mixing these in the correct order of ABV. So currently they're in alphabetical order. So to let you guys know what I have, I have an APA, which is an American Pale Ale. I have an English Ale. I have an Imperial Stout. Oh, look at the froth on there and the lacing, it's beautiful. I have a Milk Stout. I have a Pilsner. And I have a Red, a red Amber Ale. So if I start by putting these into the correct order of ABV, I'm going to start with Moving this down, and I'm going to start with the Pilsner, is the lowest. Because <laughs> it's at five. The Red Ale is also at five, so I'm going to move that there. I'm going to take the Imperial Stout, which is at 9.2. The Milk Stout's at 5.5, so that's going to stay in the middle. Our English Ale is also at 5.5, so I'm going to leave that in the middle. And then our APA is at 5.6. So I'm going to put these three kind of together here. I'm going to leave my Imperial Stout down at the end. And then I'm going to have my Red and my Pilsner down at this side. So there you go. That's kind of our grouping. So we've got a 5.5 and a 5.6 in here. Obviously, that's super close. So they're going to just stay in that nice little huddle at the moment. All right. So let's have a look at our second step. Darker beers will be more intense. So it's time to arrange these by color within their groups. So as you know, darker beers kind of have roastier flavors, maybe a little bit more bitterness or dryness. So that's why you always want to have them at the end as compared to at the front, because it might drown out a lighter beer. So if you look at kind of the groups we have, my Pilsner and my Red Ale, those are kind of in proper order. I have my APA, I have my Milk Stout, and then I have my ESB. So I'm actually going to switch these because the Milk Stout has a darker tinge to it than my English Ale. And then down here, we're going to just keep this guy on its own. It's a very dark, and it's still our 9.2%. Next step. Beers with an assertive hop presence will be more intense and should be followed up by more, or be, should follow more malt-present beers. So again, I sort of know my styles and which are stronger than others. So if I look here, a red or amber ale is going to have a little bit more of a hop presence than the Pilsner. So I'm going to leave that group alone. If I get back to here, I have my APA, which is going to have more hot presence than both this English style ale. This might be close depending on uh, the brand, the branding. And it's going to have more hot presence than my milk stout. So within this group, I'm going to shuffle it down to the end like that. And again, this one's hanging out on its own because it's a real, a real beauty down there. And the last guideline to kind of go by is all about bitterness. So extremely bitter beers leave a hop resin and should be followed up with a higher ABV, ideally 8% or above. So again, the highest alcohol should always be drank at the end. And you heard that that said even if there's hop present, so that doesn't matter, right? So as I've said, that's the highest one. It's gonna stay at the end. 
we've got more of a hop sort of resinous presence here. So that's going to go after the milk stout, despite the color that's going on in this area. And then we're starting out with the Pilsner and working our way through. Ta-da! Oh, it's glorious. And something else I love about this, and a reason for sort of picking these beers out today, is look at that rainbow. When people see a rainbow in the sky, I'm kind of like, that's what I picture. And this is the, maybe the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, if you will. So this is a way you can set up your beers at home. As well, it's a certain way that you should be looking at flights when you get them in restaurants or different breweries. Generally, they have the common sense and the knowledge to present their flight properly to you guys, but it never hurts to kind of go through. Also, what I tend to do is I might taste them all and save my favorite for last. So knowing that I have a real soft spot for APAs, I might actually have a sip of this one. Oh, know that I truly love it. And I might just put it aside to drink at the end. Or I might drink it first. <laughs> so you're allowed to break a few rules. So thanks again for watching. Tiffany from The Traveling Pint. I'd like to raise a glass in proper order and say cheers to all of you. Welcome back. Thank you, Tiffany. <laughs> you got caught in the middle of that one. <laughs> you're, you're squirming today. No? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Um, Bernie, <clears throat> so what is it like living with a beer blogger? So Tiffany, <coughs> Tiffany is your wife. Yes, she so is. What is it like living with her and all of the beer? It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I get people coming up to me all the time at, like, the beer and cupcake pairings, and people would be like, Wow, you're the luckiest man in the world. And yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> Our fridge, like normal fridge where there's supposed to be food, is it's full of beer. It's incredible. It, yes, it you've seen it. So it's incredible. <laughs> you guys have seen it. But I'll come home after a long day slaving in the fields. And I'll yeah, just, want, slaving to, in the I'll fields. just want a beer. I'll open the fridge and it's just like tons oh. of beer. But I'm scared because I don't know which beer I'm allowed to have and which one I can't. But she gets beer all the time, and she, has, mm -hmm. she reviews them, and if I have the wrong one, then... Companies send her beer, right, from across yeah, country? Yeah, the odd time, a big truck will just show up, and here you go, and I'll be like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it is great, but sometimes it's scary. Yeah. I don't know what, what I can and cannot have. <laughs> have you been in trouble for it before? No. <laughs> Never. <laughs> so you're very, very lucky to always have beer there. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. it's like so Russian okay. roulette. You may not be able yeah. to have this one. Okay. <laughs> we got a hand in on that note. We actually now have to go to break, but we'll be back shortly. <laughs> is a TV show that is meant to inspire. It's a little thicker batter. And I'm here with Sweet Occasions to take the intimidation out of baking and, and really simplify and help people to, you know, get their feet wet. I'm not afraid to make a mistake when I'm baking or have flour, you know, proof out of the mixer when I'm baking. Baking is meant to be fun and to be enjoyed. think we do here we kill people who need to be killed he's ready stan he's not ready he will be balthazar brat hello Gru. ha ha 
carry up a couple of steps. And hey, Mr. Naismith, sir, it sure slows things down having to climb up here every time. Well, then let's cut the bottom out of the basket. Ah, but I need these baskets back. A hundred years after James Naismith from Almont, Ontario invented it, basketball was being played by hundreds of millions of people around the world. Joining us tonight. You need nothing this time. No, You're not no. squirming or caught halfway over to the cookies oh, or nothing. Yeah, okay, good. So, Jody, before we uh, were interrupted with the break last time, we were just talking about how um, people can find you to book parties um, and have you come to their parties. Yes, uh, and I was mentioning that every time we do a party, we actually give out uh, a personal card, and this one in particular is for when we do larger events, yeah. um, because there's multiple of us at it. There can be anywhere from five to 12 characters sometimes. Um, this was Princesses in the Park a couple of years ago, and there were 12 of us at mm -hmm. it. There were live performances, yeah. and then everybody got to meet their favorite characters, and everybody autographs the cards. Um, this is the winter ball that we do every right. year. We are hosting again You've got this one year. coming up. Do you want to yeah. talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, so last year was the very first time I ever ran the winter ball. Uh, it was very nerve-wracking, and it was a little hard to sell tickets because I had this vision in my mind, and I was like, guys, this is really cool. Just mm -hmm. buy tickets. Trust me. Yeah. Um, this year, I have already sold out. Wow. That's last awesome. year, I Congrats. was literally selling tickets the Good night before the ball, and it was super stressful. This year, I had photos to show. People yeah. were there last year. They saw it. Um, every single girl sings, and when we sing, we're not just standing up on the stage and the kids are watching us. We actually come down into the room, maneuver through all of the tables, mm -hmm. uh, and then it's all interactive after that. We do glitter tattoos, and, and we make crafts, and there's picture time, and mm -hmm. things like that. It's amazing. So, yeah, I'm very excited to host it again. It is yeah. on January the 6th. Where is it? Uh, it's going to be at the Air Force Club on oh. Gray Street. Cool. Right. I think we found that too with a lot of our stuff is that people need people like to see that yeah. it's happened before. They want to see pictures. Yeah, they want to hear what yeah. people have said about it. Yeah. That it was good. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, last year wasn't a bomb. I mean, we mm -hmm. we sold. Uh, we were only short about thirty tickets. Mm -hmm. uh, it's usually eight per table. Uh, yeah. Sometimes nine if it's infants kind of don't count. Yeah. Um, oh, and there's face painting. Mm -hmm. So you have to be three and up basically to come to the ball because uh, of. Um, sensitive skin we, mm -hmm. we don't want any of the the littles to have a reaction right. so they do need to be three and up yeah and again they will get one of these and we all sign it and i have had reports where people have framed them oh very cool yeah so they're cool. uh 
they were the best thing that I ever came up with. I have no idea how they kind of came about, but they're the best thing we ever did. The children love them because they're colorful and we're on them. They look at us and they're like, oh, it's you. It's like, yeah, that's us. So the kids are super sweet. And uh, for any of the parents who are interested and whether they're not or they are, the kids love the front and the information to find us for future reference is on the back. So it's been a very good tool. Yeah. To help our business grow. So, do most of these parties get booked for a birthday or just for a random occasion throughout the year? Um, usually birthdays. Uh, people, I think we've become the new clowns, <laughs> if you will, um, because we're the ones who come in for the hour and a half and we just kind of hammer through. There isn't really a lull of us not doing anything. Mm -hmm. When we arrive, the party starts. Yeah, we kind of do time. the meet and greet. Yeah, we do the photos and then we get right into the, the fun stuff. What's that reaction like when you first get there from the kids? There's about three different reactions. There's <laughs> one where they like open the door and it's like, <laughs> and then there's other ones that's like, ah! And then, yeah, so we, yeah, it's like being a little bit of a role model. Mm -hmm. So we do try and pay attention to how we act and what we say. Um, example, when we're putting makeup on the kids, I always tell them, I'm like, you look beautiful, but do you want to know a secret? You were already beautiful before the makeup. Makeup <laughs> is just for fun. Because I want kids, especially little girls, that's mm -hmm. what we deal with the most. I want them to grow up and be confident. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that's how I expect everybody who works with me. Yeah. We are all like that. We try and set a good example yeah. for the kids. Be confident, be courageous. Empowering them. Yeah, yeah. Be, be fun and yeah. It's so important. Cool. It is important. Mm -hmm. do, you, if, do you have like <laughs> one favorite moment that you could pick out that pops into your head of some like an experience that you've had throwing oh, the parties? Gosh, I, you know what? There's so many. I I don't know how to pick one. I I really <laughs> don't. And now that you've asked yeah. me, completely okay. blank. Were, I'm sure I have great. one. Oh, you have I one. I have oh, one. Perfect. There was a little girl, um, and she they waited the hour in line at one of the events mm -hmm. to see us. And when she got to the front. She completely had an anxiety attack, shut down. She was just so overwhelmed that this was her idol and she wanted so much to be near her, but she couldn't handle uh, what was happening. Yeah. So unfortunately, um, we, we did our best and sometimes we sing to the kids to bring them in. It, yeah. it does calm them down a little, but there just was unfortunately nothing we could do on this one. And I managed to find a post just randomly that the mom had posted on Facebook that as the daughter was driving home, she was holding the card and she was crying and she's like, Mom, I really should have, I really should have just did it. Yeah. And this just hit me in the heart. And um, they replied to one of my other events that they were coming and I was like, okay, here we go. It was actually going to be at Kidtastic, so I knew I would have all this extra time to really take my time and bring her in. Yeah. And by the end of the hour that I was there, I got to pick her up, we got hugs, and we got pictures. That's awesome. So Very those cool. are the moments where sometimes they just need that extra time mm -hmm. to be able to, to calm down enough. Yeah. yeah. How did you first get into it? Like, how did you come up that day, hey, I'm going to throw these parties, I'm going to do this? Here's the thing. Um, I was actually in a contest a long time ago called Brantford Idol that Joan Minnery puts on. And the one year I did manage to win it. When you win, Joan puts you out in the community to kind of give you exposure and feel what it's like to be an idol. One of the events I went to with her was a vendor thing and there was a girl doing this exact yeah. thing. She saw me sing and she came up to me and was like, I can't afford to pay you what you're worth, but I would really like you to work for me because that was awesome. Yeah. I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> um, unfortunately, she was no longer doing it, but I had already tasted it and I looked at my mom, I'm like, mom, 
we need to do this. Yeah. So we did. Yeah. And it's just grown and grown and now I have so many wonderful people working with me who share the dream that I do, who love to sing, who love children, who, mm -hmm. you know what, we would do this for free <laughs> if it would pay for my house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would do it for free all day, every day. Yeah. Um, we're all very blessed that we, we get to do something we love that we're all very good at and use our talents. Well, that's not the only singing contest you've been in. No, I've been in lots. There was one down in the States, perhaps? No, actually, I think I know what one you're talking yeah. about. And uh, it was down in Disney World. Right. Uh, it was not real. It was the, um, the mimic of American Idol that mm -hmm. they, it was an attraction in Disney World. Yeah. And they would only take 21 people a day. You would have to audition early in the morning at Hollywood Studios. And uh, they would run six shows of three people. And the audience actually had little things on their, on their chairs that they would vote for you. Mm -hmm. And then the finale show was at like 6 o'clock at night in the same park and it got broadcast out into the park on all their big TVs and you competed against the six winners yeah. from the earlier show. Awesome. And on that note, we're going to have to go to break <laughs> Sorry. now. Sorry. We'll be Come back on. shortly. <laughs> <laughs> Wednesday. I want you to have high nutrient, high protein foods. Food personality Teresa Albert serves up a garden fresh, healthy breakfast. That's really good. Breakfast at Rosehurst on Rogers TV. Dowdsville, Lieutenant Governor of Ontario. In 2008, carbon monoxide, a deadly invisible gas, killed an entire family in our province. That tragedy led to a new law requiring homes with potential CO sources to have alarms. John Gignac's family members passed away that day and he shares his story to save others. Please make sure you have working CO alarms in your home. Protect your family today anything anything at all he's that strong joe schuster will you stop it or you'll miss your train now help me find number five strong but by day he's a mild-mannered reporter glasses you know a secret identity honestly you canadian kids he'd be in this cape a what a cape wearing these blue tights a hero in tights really here it is listen lois this guy is faster than anything i swear if you're not fast you're gonna miss your train that's it a bullet a bullet he's faster no he's faster than a speeding bullet come on get on it no one's gonna read a comic strip about a strong man in tights joe it'll never fly why no but he can leap over tall buildings oh wow yeah see what your cousin frank says in toronto wait wait lois I i've got something for you take it it's a gift you never know it might be worth something someday Welcome back, everyone. So if any of you that are watching now remember the first episode, I have a big mouth, <laughs> and I uh, ruined a surprise for a family. <coughs> uh, Lizzie Steinberg was pregnant, is pregnant, and she, uh, she had told a bunch of people, but not everybody, that she was pregnant, and I, on air, brought it up that she was pregnant. 
<laughs> yep. So that forced yep. her to uh, tell the rest of her family. Run home and make those, like, the, those beautiful yeah. pictures with her and her husband, John. Very, very quickly. <laughs> and she made me feel terrible fall forever. It hasn't stopped yet. <laughs> so I ruined that surprise for her. And uh, today, are we doing it today? Yeah. Are we today. showing it today? Yeah, yeah. So we are going to have the gender reveal today. I don't know. She didn't trust me to tell me <laughs> or for me to be there what the gender was going to be. But Bernie, you had helped her with this. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah. And I, I believe we are going to show you uh, through video. Are we going to do that shortly now? I don't I, know. We can do that. I think so. And now we're going to go, we're going to watch the gender reveal video. I'm John, and this is Liz. As you remember from last episode, we're pregnant. Is it a boy or is it a girl? I don't know. I we're going to find out. It's a boy! That's so amazing. That, that was that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So congratulations, John and yes, Lizzie, congratulations. on your baby boy. Um, that was incredible. <laughs> I wasn't quite sure. I saw your post on Facebook with the like you're kind of showing what was going to happen, like with the smoke, but yeah. I wasn't sure what was <laughs> what we were going to see. But that was awesome. Yeah, we didn't really know what we were doing, but <clears throat> talked to Matt Joniak from Fat Panda Studios, and we've got to do something. And uh, they told us the color, and I'm trying to find um, blue smoke, mm -hmm. and that's kind of kind of what we had to, to work with. Yeah. It was a super fun shoot uh, <laughs> doing that. <laughs> what goes into a shoot like that? Because there's lots of different parts that have to be organized and setting that up, right? Yeah. So when when it first opened, you saw there was it looked like kind of smoke behind them, yeah. and it was a little bit chilly, so you could see their breath. So you might think that that's just because um, it was cold, but that was actually um, some smoke that we had. We had a smoke machine so mm -hmm. that the smoke goes behind, and then we had, uh, it was backlit. Yeah. So then the light is actually shooting on that, so you can't see um, my house and a whole bunch of stuff from the backyard in the background. Yeah. So that was a great way of kind of creating a wall. <clears throat> and then we had, <clears throat> so Johnny acts like, all right, go. And then they start talking, and then as soon as they're like, it's, it's going to be a... <clears throat> Tiff had the, the smoke thing, pulls the cord, and that takes about three seconds, and then she runs through, and they're like, it's a boy, <clears throat> and then I have to hit the, the button for the pyro, mm -hmm. so all of the pyro's got to be set up, and it's all um, wireless, and yeah, um, yeah it's awesome, man, and, and <clears throat> so for people that don't know, in your spare time, yes, you d you dabble <coughs> in pyro, I do, which is, which is very cool, yeah, um, so that's how he's... That's how you're working with Pyro. Just I want to make sure that everybody understands. I know you know. <laughs> I know yeah. Are we allowed to talk about uh, the last Pyro that you uh, had done? Are we allowed to talk about that contract? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So we did Pyro at the ACC for the Raptors game, which was incredible. <laughs> Absolutely incredible to see how the like the the background, how what it goes into all of that and all of the planning that is done. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was really really cool to be up yeah. in the Raptors wiring that stuff up and seeing how all that's done and all the everybody practicing and how actually dangerous it is and the, all the security that's part of that yeah no it's it uh, doing pyro and and we do a lot of special effects too so um anything from <coughs> we flew uh, we were at the acc for a wee day i think it was and headley was performing mm -hmm. so they we actually flew headley uh, through the air on a bicycle 
um, like Lit 20 up. feet up. <laughs> yeah, and <coughs> which was was really cool. But there's a lot of any event you go to, any sporting event, there's a ton of stuff that goes on behind the scenes. And, it's incredible. Um, it's it, it's really cool to see everything come together, and it's timing, timing, timing. Yeah. That was more exciting than actually watching the basketball game. <clears throat> yeah. And it's yeah. not because I'm not a basketball fan. It's just because there was so much going on yeah. in the back scenes. Like, it didn't take a rest. There was no rest. When the, the, the basketball game was going on, like, people were still mm -hmm. working, like, hard to make sure everything was on schedule, that things were going to go the way they were. And he had to watch a, a video at the beginning of this game, and you had like four different times within a minute that he had to set off pyro at the exact right time, right. or else you would have been in a lot of trouble. It has to go off that second. If it, well, if the show doesn't go, you don't get paid. Yeah. Uh, funny story. Last night I I did the the exact same show. <clears throat> same the video starts. It changed. It was a different video. No. So I'm just like, <laughs> okay. Uh, so, <coughs> but they told me it was the same video, but I just made up my own cues. And it worked. How, it worked. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. It was, was nerve-wracking. We had, they had, uh, was it, was it like ten-foot flamethrowers, like like flames? Yeah, like a flame pot. Flame things. Yeah. And then there was two rockets on either end of the of the uh, Comet, court. Comets. Comets. Rockets. Comets. Same thing. Rockets. On and they shoot. Dangerous. They shoot sixty feet. <laughs> But they're on these like little, almost like a swivel type idea. So the, the players are shooting at the nets, and if they were to miss, which as we've watched games, they miss a lot. If they were to hit these comets, it would be aiming directly towards the stands, like the people. So it literally was like 20 feet away from people, but it had to shoot 60 feet. So if they would have missed and hit these comets, it would go directly at these people in the stands. A fun little trick I get, like to play on people that come along with me is to tell them these things. Yeah. They are very sturdy and they wouldn't go anywhere, yeah. but um, it Why were gave, them, so gave them something to, <laughs> to worry about. I was like, I'm important, I'm watching. <laughs> Just to clarify, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is safe. Yeah. Everything yeah. we do. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, though. It was, it was cool. And then rushing to get up there to clean everything up and making sure everything's back in order again mm -hmm. and nothing falls on the players while you're up there. Yes, there's a lot of... Um, <clears throat> dealing with pyro and special effects, every, there's a lot of... Um, like anything now, but obviously there's a lot of legal stuff and insurance and everything mm -hmm. gets approved and uh, make sure that there's... Um, safety radiuses for everything and everything is tested before anybody's ever around yeah. and uh, so it's super safe. It was super, super organized to see how everything was done. It was really cool. What do you have next for Pyro? Anything up? <coughs> next for Pyro? I don't know. Maybe maybe New Year's somewhere? I'm not sure yet. Well, we could blow some stuff up for New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't have something going on, maybe we could just do We could do our own New Year's show? Yeah. Alright. Yeah, maybe we'll Get the Prince's appearances on that? Yeah, we don't need to get blown up, thanks. Well, let's <laughs> something up. And with that, we're going to head to break now. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Enjoy your break. Go run to the fridge and then come back to us in a couple seconds. You can run to the fridge and come back. Ringers vs. Regulars is back for another season of 8-Ball Action. It's your chance to watch as Scotch Doubles teams from around the region compete to win bragging rights for the pub or pool hall that they call home. You'll meet the characters that make up our local pool scene and get to check out some amazing tips and tricks. That's Ringers vs. Regulars, Thursday nights at 8 on Rogers TV.
What makes the season very merry? Stingray music and the best channels for every moment, place, mood, and festive occasion. Unwrap your soundtrack for the holidays. From timeless Yuletide classics to today's crowd-pleasing favorites. All available free on TV, web, and mobile. With 2,000 music channels, Stingray Music is the gift that keeps on giving. Download the free Stingray Music mobile app. Your visit isn't really necessary. I'll judge for myself. I know you're an MP, Miss McPhail, but a woman has never... I am not leaving till I do. Civilized. If those appalling conditions don't change, that prison will explode! Perhaps our lone lady member is too fragile to know what is normal in a prison. Is this normal? Her courage would lead to the overhaul of the entire Canadian penal system. Agnes McPhail, Canada's first woman MP. Welcome back. This has been a very entertaining show today. <laughs> um, now we're going to be talking about uh, Christmas, actually. Yes. Yeah. Christmas is coming. Fast. Yeah. Get fast. Please put a penny in the old man's hat. Yeah. What'd you say? That's a, that's a, that's a Would you call call her? Yeah, you heard me. Um, sure. But we're going to talk wrong. about Christmas now. <laughs> um, so, Bernie, yes. what is your favorite... Do you have a favorite Christmas memory? <clears throat> or a favorite Christmas present that you got? Or maybe the worst Christmas present that you ever got. Uh, be careful. I think there was a <clears throat> something I remember as a child. It was my uh, for a while my dad uh, did long haul trucking. Yeah. So he would be gone for a few days at a time, and I remember leading up to Christmas, there was uh, me, my older brother, older sister, and we were um, convincing my mom <clears throat> that he would be okay with us opening presents with him being gone. <clears throat> and now looking back, knowing my mom, it probably ate her up inside. She probably wanted to open the gifts more than we did. And I think the one year we actually got, let her, she let us open one gift. Yeah. And I remember my dad in the future, he was talking about it. He was like really disappointed that <laughs> he wasn't there for this Christmas. So that was a memory I have of ruining Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> did you guys always have Christmas growing up? Yeah, we did. Oh, I'm not that much older than you that there wasn't Christmas. How about you, Well, I, I have a good story since you went you went yeah. the opposite direction. Um, <laughs> a happy one. Yeah, happier one. So most kids get an advent Christmas calendar, yeah. and my mom. Of course, gave me an advent calendar, but mine was very different. Mm -hmm. um, mine would have little Liquor notes. Bottles. Oh. Mine would have little notes in it, and each note would be like a little, "Mom loves you. Mom and Dad love you. Mm -hmm. Go look in the bathroom." Yeah. And I would run to the bathroom, and there would be a present all wrapped up. Mm -hmm. And as a child, she would give me things like a box of crayons, or uh, one of those pen erasers, or or something fun. Or sometimes there'd be a, a loony or a toonie in the mm -hmm. in the little pocket. 
Um, I am now 33 years old, and she still does it for me. <laughs> uh, she actually just delivered it the other day, and it's even better now. Because now that I'm older, now I've, I've still got a little love note from my parents, yeah. but now I get, uh, I know, I don't know what day number one is. I can't figure out what that box is, but day number two is Kleenex, and day number three is toilet paper. Sweet. <laughs> yes. Toiletries taken care of. Yes. And uh, in a couple of the pockets, there's a couple $10 bills. That's pretty awesome. Inflation. Yeah, yeah inflation. Yeah. yeah, we've gone up from the doll, the loony and the toony at uh, five years old. So I, I do have good memories, mm -hmm. and they've continued on. So thanks, Mom. That's okay. awesome. What's your favorite <laughs> memory of Christmas? I think my favorite memory was opening up. Uh, we got Will and I got Nintendo 64 for Christmas, and I remember um, playing it. But he was he was much younger than me at that point. I can't remember how old exactly he was. But we had two controllers, but I didn't plug his in. <laughs> so I was just playing, and he felt that he was playing. So, so that was that was that's just a little part of it. But I remember I remember getting that and playing that, and having him sitting beside me, thinking that he was playing. And so I'm sorry, Will. But, <laughs> yeah, he still yeah. thinks that, yeah. or doesn't know. Um, how about you? Uh, mine is Christmas Eve, super inappropriate. I can actually say it on air. Okay. Um, my nana is amazing. She's very she likes to call herself a modern <laughs> nana. And uh, I was sitting next to her Christmas Eve, and she may have had a drink or two, probably did. And uh, she got a phone call from one of my aunts of something. She forgot something, and there was some sort of conversation going on that night. And all I remember hearing on Christmas Eve is her into the phone, and she goes, You really are up, aren't you? And I was like, I just died laughing at that point. Like, she just said that to my aunt. It was the funniest thing that's ever happened to me. And I will say to her randomly throughout the year now, like, you really are, aren't you? And she just laughs so hard, too. She remembers, and that, to me, is just my most favorite Christmas ever, that memory. It's just, just so fun. That's my Nana. She's just... She is who she is. It's amazing. That's, that's awesome. We, we really covered a wider range of... Yeah, I think we have it all covered. Uh, yeah, I think we yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. I love her. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> She's the best. Yeah. Have you guys ever... Do you guys do uh, real Christmas trees or fake? Um, I don't have a Christmas tree. I have beautiful ornaments to go on a Christmas tree, yeah. but my house is too small. <coughs> it is filled with princess things <laughs> on every single level. <laughs> We did the the fake and then went to the real. We went out, did the whole like chop down yeah. yourself, and then now we have a little white Christmas tree about this tall. Yeah, right. um, and it's perfect. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> well, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you so much both for having you. us. This has thank been a great you. show. Um, thank you to Ashley Furniture for supplying this yeah. awesome it's furniture. Amazing. This is amazing. Very comfortable. Yeah. Very and big. now we're going to go. Uh, Andrew <laughs> Kennedy is going to be playing us out with uh, one of his songs. So thank you very much, everybody, and have a great night. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Oh, oh, oh. Singing the blues 
up your head Hold it high Every little thing is gonna be alright yeah. Cause I'm safe with you And you're safe with me too Yeah No matter how hard this life can be on you Cause I'm safe with you And you're safe with me too TV viewer response line. Email us or connect with us on social media. Lions TV Bingo is on the move. We're going to go to Thursday, our next game. Yes, but still at 8 o'clock. Same prize board, lots of humor. Only on Rogers TV. Tuesday at 7, Chef D takes you from the farm to the table with delicious meals made from locally sourced ingredients. At home with Chef D, Tuesdays at 7 on Rogers TV. Hey kids, it's time to talk with Santa. On Thursday, December 14th from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m., we've got old St. Nick himself live in studio taking your calls. Tune into Rogers TV and call 1-877-ROGERS-3 to talk with Santa and tell him what you'd like for Christmas. Get into the Christmas spirit when Santa comes to town early, Thursday, December 14th at 5 p.m. on Talk with Santa, only on Rogers TV. This is Rogers TV, Brantford. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Lions TV Bingo here on Rogers TV. Hope you had a great week. Looking forward to five exciting bingo games. First things first, last week's full card winner, and since I don't have a screen, I can't tell you who it is, uh, but Tommy Hurdle, and I don't know where, where did Tommy... 
and purchases in Willow Convenience in Guelph. I normally have a screen in front of me and I can't tell you. And then we have to do uh, the security code. That's the number punched to the package you receive from the merchants. And I believe this week it's the number 14. Now we can get through that. <laughs> now we have to do the rules that are governed by the Ontario Gaming Commission. And uh, But first, before we start, I'd like to remind you about that, um, that www.